Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. What would you say if I told you I could tell you about green lighting your business and you could do better with your business by just that simple phrase? What would you, what would you say? What would you think that even means um, to green light your business and green light opportunities? You know, all I can think of is about the green lane between my hometown in Perth and Singapore, you know, the flying. And so oh, I, yeah, right. I assume it's some way to create more flow and accessibility to earning an income. So if that if that's what it is, am I wrong? I could be. Tell our, me more. Our next guest is going to tell you exactly what it means. Rob Salisbury is with us, a chief strategy officer at SRI Global, uh, a man of many talents, a keynote speaker, a coach, uh, a, uh, a sales a sales guy that is a multi-award winning salesman. Rob, great to have you on the show. Finally, we get you on weekend mornings on Money FM. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Hello, Simone. Hi, to good to both. see you again. Great to have you on, Rob. And uh, Rob, tell us, tell us a, about this concept of green lighting. What does that mean? Because we know people get stopped with the red light every now and then, every now and then there's a cautious <laughs> yellow, uh, et cetera. Tell us about the about uh, being in the green zone here. <laughs> Happy to. You know, it's interesting when you uh, when you talk with people about whether they'd rather sit in a red light, a yellow light, or green light, obviously the answer is we all want to go through green lights, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I looked into this about 35, 40 years ago when I was in the States. We had a university uh, sort of segment that took us to San Francisco, and we went to General Motors and part of our academic business class studies. We went to other companies, Transamerica Building, Bank of America in San Francisco, and we had an opportunity to go to the Railroad Museum in Sacramento. Ronald Reagan was governor of California before he was president of the United States, and um, that had been built, and I was fascinated at this football field of railroad history inside this museum. And, you know, I went back a couple times. It was absolutely amazing. And I first learned that the concept of red lights and green lights was around 1830 through the railroad system. And then by 1910, that started coming into fruition as Ford sold more and more cars. And people needed to find a way to be able to manage the movement of people. So the red light, green light system was really in place to help the great iron horse stop before they got to country towns and they'd have a, a guy out there, you know, with a red light lantern letting the train conductor know that mm. they were to basically slow down and stop before they got to a town. Hmm. Otherwise, it takes forever to start a train back up. Sure. Sorry. So the bottom line is, as technology came on, 1910s, 20s, uh, people need to find a way to get society to not run over each other <laughs> in, in cities. Yeah. And the green light concept was, hey, we really can learn from those before us. And it's been it taken on by, by the, the societies over the years. To, and I've just adopted that over the years to bring it forward to opportunities for business, both NC, SME, associations, and uh, solo operators. Hmm. And what does that mean when we look at a green light opportunity? I, most of us would obviously appreciate the fact that, you know, we, we see an opportunity or we go and look for an opportunity that's going to bring us business, money, marketing, whatever it is we need to do. What, is that, what does that look like in terms of a structure of how we, op, how we uh, identify mm -hmm. green light opportunities? What are the steps we go through? 
Yeah, well, here's a great opportunity. Uh, back in 92, the Australian, and some of you will know about this because you were in Australia and I was in Sydney many, many years ago. 92, the Olympics uh, were coming up for bid. And the Sydney, Australia, the big team in Australia put together a bid that was a $1 million bid. And then that blew out to $5 million. But they beat out China to bring in the Olympic Games in 2000 by just one vote for Beijing. And this completely changed Australia for the future. But if they hadn't put in the dollars and cents to see the opportunity to mm-hmm. promote, bring forward, and bring forth all the opportunity they could do as a game, it would have happened in Australia. And Beijing would have happened in 2000. Maybe Sydney would have happened in 2008. But bring it closer to home. Yesterday, your, your guest, Michael Go, I've heard Michael a couple times now over the last six, seven months. What a great job Dream Cruises has done here in Singapore. Uh, unbelievable. 100,000 people. That is just really seeing a red light, yellow light, green light change. So a testament to the innovation, of course, and, and the great thinking of his team and the team here in Singapore. Yeah, as we as we look forward in going into uh, this year, twenty twenty one. I got a bit of a delay here, Glenn. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah, we got you. We got you. It's a bit delayed, but yep, we're okay. We we hear you. <laughs> uh, you know, and the fact that you're in Antarctica doesn't help right now. Probably no. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, when we when we look forward in this next year, Rob, uh, our trans our ability to travel will probably come back toward the end of the year in a meaningful way. Uh, what what do some of those green light? What are the types of green light opportunities? that business owners and business leaders should be thinking about as they plan for this next year and into 2022? Yeah, great question, Glenn. And, you know, if we look back at the reds and the yellows, obviously uh, we've all had a stop and enough of the pivot and, you know, strategy. Yeah, great question. Around. And, you know, if we look back at the reds and, and what we've seen basically is people have found a way to do more with less, which is fabulous. And when you look at green light opportunities, whether it be in promotion, marketing, sales, customer service, or bringing things forward to help support your general client base or new business base, you, you really have to look at where the lanes are of opportunity. And as you look forward in each and every case, you've got to be able to ask yourself, where are the pain points for my clients and also perhaps my culture, my neighborhood, um, you know, if you're involved with healthcare or you're involved with the government sector or perhaps uh, even volunteer work. What are the pain points and how can I come along to help relieve that mm. and bring more opportunities forward for those mm. in my own world, but also for those in my neighborhood, my city, and perhaps in my local regional area or even in the country or globally, which is fabulous to be able to do. It's not always easy to recognize those, is it? You know, we 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 think we want to be strategic and we think we want to get it all right, but uh, we don't all have that crystal ball necessarily working at a hundred percent. Although Simone usually does. For some reason, you seem to always nail oh, it, Oh, thank you. I think it's my uh, voracious use of social media and constantly <laughs> looking at what people are doing in other markets outside of oh, Singapore and right. just thinking, how can I uh, do this here and how can I help? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that definitely helps. Um, not that I'm doing things on a Jack Ma sort of scale by any means, <laughs> um, but I, I like that the idea of, you know, if you can solve people's problems for them, really, really solve people's problems for them, you can yeah. e- mm. explode. Mm. You know, I was going to say, Simone, you were in Australia back in 2014, 15, and you would have seen a lot of things happening in Singapore, especially when the Nicole Highway closed down 
uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. We had the results happening with the MBS, uh, Marina Bay Sands being developed here. All those things helped come around that were red zones that actually hurt Singapore. When the Nickel Highway fell down, that was uh, 17 years ago. Uh, but that, that, that caused a reshift to be able to move into better safety measures. And I think it's all paid off the Singapore government in a great way because the Orange Line not only is finished, but we see what's happening in the East Coast Line, which is a $30 billion project. And the lessons learned 17 years ago have turned into a green, and not only economically, but also uh, ecologically wise mm-hmm. here in Singapore to save more space that we all want, which uh, with, with the, with the uh, Parks Division, and help us have more opportunities to be able to enjoy the outside of Singapore as well as the inside. So there's lessons to be learned from the reds and the yellows, which hurt us, but hopefully we can flip that around. And, you know, we're all learning as we go along. Yeah, indeed. Hey, Rob, in our, in our remaining time, I want to pivot to something here that, that I know is also a, a very uh, important initiative to you. And that is, as a member of the Seven Clean Seas Initiative in Singapore, uh, you're helping to clean up the beaches. You're helping to clean up the parks. You go walking nearly every day. And I know this uh, particular stat you've told me about. We've, we've gone out on walks before. Uh, in Since April 2020, you've picked up over 900 bags of trash just on your morning walks Correct. and, and recycled things. Uh, how did you get started uh, really thinking about this? I know you've been a resident here in Singapore for many, many years. Mm. Uh, this idea of picking up as you were walking along, where, where did that come from? Well, it probably happened in the 90s. Uh, quite frankly, I was always into recycling way back in the university. But, you know, you've got to be able to start at home and then, I think, take it out to your local regional marketplace. But just walking along, look, you're going to go out for a walk anyways. Why not just grab a plastic bag and as you're going through your neighborhood, you know, just do the right thing and just bend over. It's my reverse push-ups, Glenn. I, I bend over three, five thousand times it does help <laughs> but uh you know it, it's been a joy and it's impacted uh you know lots of uh, different people because i when we go on walks i do this but um i remember seeing lee kuan Yew many many years ago when he was uh, speaking uh, in singapore i think at raffles convention center many many years ago after his book um you know the singapore story and he was asked on stage you know about the uh, the two greatest things that he felt were achievements in technology for Singapore. And without question, it was a great answer. He said, air conditioning and elevators. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, we're on the landmass of San Francisco, but we've got the population of Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne, you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of people in a small space. And mm. when you're, when you're inside during COVID-19, thankfully the, you know, Lawrence Wong and the task force done a great mm. job, letting us have space but when you go out for an hour or two a day, why not just make a difference and, you know, clean up, clean up your neighborhood? Lee Kuan, you said, you know, my Singapore, your Singapore. So I, I think it's a great philosophy. I, I love that thinking. And, you know, something like 20,000 bags of stuff collected over the last 20-something years. And there's many other people who do more than I do. Mm. But uh, I found a lot of things along the way there, you know, Simone. I, I, I found some nice gold bracelets along the way. Really? I yeah, I, I've still got one from a New Zealand pickup back in Auckland about 2004. Wow. $900 
back then, and it's it's gold's wow. gone up. Wow! <laughs> really? Wow! That is um, that's Simone's crazy. Someone's like, hmm. I think I I'm like, going to start really? collecting. I was like, I'm already. A, a f- I love um, vintage and secondhand clothes. It's yeah. probably the least Chinese thing about me is my penchant for secondhand clothes. Um, but I, you know, we should. I should really start. I'm like, really? There's like more to this. Um, but I think it's incredible what you're doing. I think that's just karma. You know, good things get picked up along the way. But hey, yeah. Glenn, we we also want to yeah. real quickly shout out Simone. You said uh, something. I don't even see that. But this is a great book that came out uh, earlier called Guanzi, uh, 2006 bestseller, mm-hmm. and great about Chinese, obviously, philosophy, really worth knowing. In 1994, I wanted to show this for everybody because this is a great study. Hopefully you can see that, guys. But uh, it, it, it's a great book by, uh, it's called Chinese Etiquette. and Yeah, we can see it. Ethics in Business, yeah. Yeah, Boys Lafayette, 1994, both those books. I'm happy to put that up on the Facebook lead there for you, Glenn. But, yeah, please do. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, look, uh, I also want to make sure that we, anyone who wants a copy of the book, free giveaway in the closing moments. You know about this, Glenn, but um, happy to give that away to your listeners, and thanks for the time to be with you today. Yeah, awesome, Rob. And hey, I just got to say, uh, Tahira Amir Sultan Khan is saying, good initiative, caring for the environment. All of us should do this. Rob, I know she's a good friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, Mike Ong on Facebook Live, Lee Kuan Yew, push for a garden city and a rugged society. Uh, and we're all trying to make uh, all of those things come come true. So, uh, Rob, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that's a green opportunity right there, Glenn, that we can all do so simply. Cost nothing, makes a big difference in your own neighborhood. And, you know, it, we, we just, we've just got to do more to help yeah. lift the bar and lift the standard. So great being on with you guys. Tough to follow Steve Oakle, one of my favorite presenters with you guys. Love his stuff. <laughs> and great to see you last night with Jerry Montero. Can't wait for the next one. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a great show. All right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Rob. Have a great day. Cheers, guys. All right. Bye, Simone. Bye. (laughs) To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.